Welcome to reInvent. It's a favorite time of the year. I couldn't be more excited to be here today to introduce to you the service that we shipped recently, AWS Data Exchange. You can't hear me? Okay, that works. All right. Um, along with me, joining me today is Junta Nakai, is, who's a global industry leader in the financial services space. We have a lot to unpack, so let's get, right, uh, let's get started right away. I'm sure it comes as no surprise to all of you that data is transforming the way businesses innovate. Literally in every industry, companies are using data science to make bu critical business decisions. When you think about financial services, companies have used market data, news feeds, analyst ratings information to make smarter investment decisions, and they've done this for decades. And what I'd say is the cloud has made it easier for companies to store more and more data, more interesting data in a more efficient fashion. If you think about satellite images, we're talking about petabytes of data. The cloud makes it easy to store those images, to respond to natural disasters and analyze it um, in more efficient ways. And along with that, what happened is customer expectations have been transformed too. Customers have told us that they'd want the experience of finding and subscribing to data, a lot of which is being generated and stored in the cloud, just as easy as it is uh, as you see the online experience, shopping experience to be today. But of course, that is not how data is exchanged. First, there's no single place for you to find diverse data across industries. You may know that you can get news feeds from Reuters, that you can get um, analyst ratings information from ratings agencies, or market data from exchanges. But if you want to do any joint analysis, if you want to combine it with satellite images that tell you how many cars are there in a parking lot in a mall, or you want to know foot traffic information, you're out of luck because there is no single place for you to find the data. For data providers, they have the same problems, just in reverse. They don't have an easy way to let you know that they have interesting data that you're interested in. They also don't have an easy way to deliver this data to millions of customers worldwide. Let's just say you did find the data that you're interested in. You still have to worry about uh, ingesting that data uh, into your data lakes and analytics. It may take weeks or even months for you to ingest the data because every data provider delivers it differently. Customers have told us they use FTP credentials, hundreds or even uh, dozens or even hundreds of them, and that comes with its own set of security and reliability challenges. Some of them even ship physical media today. Um, the punchline is there's no single consistent way for you to consume this data, and providers have to build all of that infrastructure to store the data, deliver, build for, and entitle it. And all of this is just um, uh, and the undifferentiated heavy lifting. It's not a competitive differentiator for them. If you ask them, that's just a cost of doing business. And what happens, the problem, is that you have uh, less number of products in the market today because companies that have interesting data, they don't bother making the data available to you. And even existing providers, they're slower to introduce products to the market. So after listening to these problems from so many customers over the last few years, we are happy to introduce AWS Data Exchange as a new service that makes it easy to find, subscribe to, and use third-party data in the cloud. In just a few minutes, each one of you can find north of 1,500 data products from over 100 qualified data providers. And we have strong selection from financial services, life sciences, healthcare, uh, location-based data, aggregated consumer data, and more. And best thing, Analyzing the data once you subscribe to in the cloud is easy, and we'll see how Junta and team are doing that in just a few minutes. You also get a single consolidated AWS bill, and if you think it's a simple problem, what's the game-changing thing that you guys are doing here? 
Fortune 500 companies, I can tell you, they subscribe to the same data over and over again because the division in EMEA didn't know that in America somebody else bought access to the same data set. And for data providers, um, data exchange makes it easy to run a business. If you have interesting data, you don't have to build all of that infrastructure. You can easily create data sets, data products, and make them available to millions of AWS customers worldwide in just a matter of minutes. You don't, you don't need the expertise that other data providers have to be successful in the business. We talked about native AWS integration. First, I, I mentioned global distribution with AWS. You have a global catalog that's available worldwide. You have easy to use API console experience. What do you come to expect with all AWS services? We talked about consolidated billing, but best of all, analyzing the data in the cloud is easy. You can use the entire AWS portfolio, um, uh, the stack of services in machine learning and analytics. You subscribe to your data, you move it to your S3, and once it's in your S3 bucket, you can instantly analyze with serverless Athena queries, QuickSight, Redshift. You can use services such as EMR and Glue um, to transform the data. You can even build a data lake with lake formation. And if you want to train machine learning models, you can do that with SageMaker. Best of all, you don't have to worry about staying up to date with data because every time a provider makes updates to data, we ship a CloudWatch event. And you can listen to the CloudWatch event, have a Lambda function, and automate your processing end-to-end. Subscription management's easy, but I'll tell you this. If you have an existing subscription with your data provider, you can migrate it to AWS Data Exchange and use our APIs. We call it bring your own subscription. So, so you have that facility to, to consolidate all of your subscriptions in one place and use a single API. And just like all AWS services, we build security from the ground up. All of the data is encrypted in transit and at rest. We have a number of compliance certifications and we are adding more so that you can meet your compliance needs. We also support fine-grained IAM permissions and resource-based policies so you can actually control which user in your organization can create and manage data sets, as an example. And all of these actions are audited in AWS CloudTrail, so you have that audit and governance and management capabilities. With that said, I'm extremely happy to show you this. Um, like I mentioned, AWS Data Exchange has a vast selection it cuts across industries, providers, and if you don't find data that you want uh, and you want to use or a data provider, let us know. We're more than happy to work with them and um, uh, you know, port that data over to our service. What I'm going to do now is show you a quick demo of what the service looks like. If you go to AWS Marketplace, what you're looking at are the products that I mentioned. It's very easy. You look at categories, look at data products. Those are the products that we have. Um, buying data products is easy. It's just as simple as what your online shopping experience is on Amazon.com. Just like how you buy products on Amazon.com, you look at the product detail description, look at pricing, look at the data sets, and once you subscribe, you have subscriptions. I'm showing you subscriptions in our catalog. You have a centralized place wherein you can look at all of your subscriptions. Um, as an example, I have IMDB. The data set has data about movies, um, actors, and how movies are performing. And you can see, if I load this particular IMDb content data set, the data is structured using revisions, which communicates time series. So what IMDb is doing here is that they are uploading the data on a daily basis. And the, daily, the data on a daily basis is modeled as in terms of revisions. I drill down to revisions, I look at my assets, and it's that easy. With just click of buttons, I can move the data to my Amazon S3 bucket. If I do this, it's going to kick off a job, and the data is going to move to S3. And for providers, 
packaging data sets and products is easy. We have step-by-step wizards. -step you come here, it's just four steps. You just follow, you follow these steps. You create a data set, create a revision, upload the files either from on-prem or S3, and that's how you create data, data sets. You can combine n number of data sets into a product. So if I want to create a new product, what I'm going to do, I, I again get step-by-step -step wizards. I fill out the forms. I specify what the product's going to look like, add the data, specify commercial terms. I can review what it looks like. And I haven't filled out that information here in the interest of time. Once I hit publish, the product's live in AWS Marketplace. And with that, I want to hand it over to Junta, who's a global leader in the financial services space. We couldn't be happier to have him. He's going to talk about how they're advancing data science using in Databricks. Hello? All good? All right. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. My name is Junta Nakai. I lead the financial service vertical at Databricks. Um, to, so to recap what Ravi said, the data exchange basically helps you discover, deliver, and deploy data. And where Databricks fits in is our platform allows you to analyze, aggregate, and then do AI on that data. So put another way, we're a platform that helps you take the data and bring it into actionable insights. So I don't know how many of you are familiar with Databricks today, but I'm gonna give you a quick overview of the company. So our mission statement is to help uh, data teams solve the world's toughest data problems. Uh, I run the financial service vertical at Databricks. I strongly believe that in financial services, capital and scale are no longer the differentiators for financial service institutions. It's data and the people that can do stuff with that data that helps you drive new insights, create business value, and ultimately create new customer experiences and drive revenue bottom line for your organization. So, you know, what is Databricks? We provide a unified data analytics platform that accelerates innovation. Uh, we have, we're a collaboration tool that allows data scientists, uh, data engineers, and the lines of business uh, to come together and lower the cost of curiosity. Right? Ask interesting questions of the data sets that you have to drive meaningful business value. Uh, we're a global company. We're one of the fastest growing tech companies in the world right now. We have over 5,000 customers, uh, 450 plus partners. Uh, and we're founded, or, so we're built on uh, three open source products. So Spark, so our company is founded by the original creators of Spark. So Spark, just in case you don't know, is uh, the de facto big data AI engine in the world today. We have a product called MLflow that's also open source that helps you track a machine learning lifecycle and reproduce experiments, et cetera. Machine learning is a very iterative process. Uh, and in the middle, we have Delta Lake. And I don't have time to go through it that in depth, but De Delta Lake basically uh, makes your data lake ready for advanced analytics and an AI. Right? It adds asset transactions, uh, performance, and reliability to your data lake. It's a very powerful tool, especially for us uh, focused on financial services. Databricks was originally built uh, for the AWS ecosystem. We were tightly integrated uh, with uh, many, or if not all, of the major uh, AWS services uh, that are out there. So uh, in, we're a cloud-native solution okay, that has an optimized version of Spark and Delta. And on top of that, we have a collaborative workspace environment, again, where data scientists, data engineers, and lines of business uh, can write in Scala, R, Python, SQL, et cetera, and collaborate. The collaboration element is that is extremely important to what Ravi said before. You know, data is all over the place. 
and being able to come in one environment, uh, analyze the data, ask questions of the data, and ultimately do advanced machine learning use cases on that data is a very powerful tool that many of our customers are looking for today. So uh, Databricks is on the AWS marketplace. Very simple. You go there um, and get that uh, and subscribe to Databricks. And I'm going to go through a specific example of how uh, using data can help drive business value for your organization. And this is not specific to financial services, but there's applications uh, to retail, uh, to marketing, and to financial services. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. So um, this is a blog that's on the Databricks website uh, that we co-wrote with a company called Safegraph. Okay. Safegraph is a data provider that has anonymized data of about 35 million cell phones in the United States. Right? Geolocation, you know, where you are. And they have basically three different types of data sets. Uh, the first one is foot traffic, and, and for the, the, the purpose of the, the demo uh, and that you could get on, on the uh, data exchange website, uh, they, look, they have three specific data sets up there right now. Uh, there's more, but the, these are the three that I'm going to focus on. It's about Starbucks, right? So foot traffic data at Starbucks, okay? Uh, the feo, uh, geolocation, physical location of Starbucks stores, and finally, uh, census data, demographics data. And data sets are such that the sum is always greater than the individual components. When you can analyze, put together, munch different data sets, you can drive new, new insights uh, that you may have not seen before, that you may not have thought about before. So we're going to look at Starbucks as an example. And I'm going to show you how quickly it is to get that data into your environment and start analyzing that data very quickly. So um, you, know, you look for the three data sets. You uh, export to your S3, as Ravi showed. Uh, you know, very simple. Uh, there is a uh, link within the data set where you could uh, start getting into a, get the, the Databricks notebook onto your environment. Uh, and then you can start drawing new insights from this data. Right? Um, so this is Starbucks. Okay? So we're tracking the, the geolocation of 35 million uh, anonymized uh, cell phones. We could ask questions like, what time of day is an average Starbucks the most busy? Okay. So it turns out, if you look at this, it's 12 o'clock. That might be counterintuitive. I thought it would maybe be the morning. But it turns out the average Starbucks in America is busiest around noon. Okay. Interesting insight. Let's look at another data. Look at, look at, let's look at weekly, daily data. What day do people travel to Starbucks the most? Right. And it turns out there's not that much of a strong preference, but it's Wednesday. Right. Hump day. People come to Starbucks the most. Okay, interesting data site. Now look at this. These are actually really interesting. How far do people travel to get to an average Starbucks? Okay, all of this is possible because third-party data sets allow you to get that data and draw new insights from that data. So it turns out the vast majority of Starbucks customer travel less than 10 kilometers. Okay, not that surprising. But there's a long tail. Well, how do you explain that long tail? Well, one of the reasons. Why there's a long tail is because there's Starbucks at airports, right? There's Starbucks in Las Vegas, and many of you travel long distances to come here, and that will show up on the on the tail of that distribution. Um, and and these are some of the the new interesting insights you could draw, right? So this is this is a div divided by region, right? So California, New York, and Texas. So the average Starbucks customer in these region, where else do they shop? Okay. And one interesting insight here is that it really depends by region. And McDonald's is the only one 
where it shows up in both California, New York, and Texas as a top three location that a typical Starbucks customer also shops at, right, outside of Starbucks. Now, now think of this from a, both a marketing perspective, a uh, retail company or restaurant perspective, a competitor perspective, and a financial service company perspective, right? If you're a hedge fund and you're trying to draw insights on how a new uh, lunch product at Starbucks is doing, you want to know if how many people are coming to Starbucks during lunchtime. You could get this information from here, right? If you're a competitor to Starbucks and you're trying to figure out the demographics information of a typical Starbucks customer and where else they shop at, that data is also available, okay? If you're Starbucks yourself and you're trying to figure out where to open the next door, being able to know how far people travel to to get to an average Starbucks is very important. Make sure it doesn't cannibalize your existing business, right? In this slide particularly, think about the, the marketing implications of this, right? Being able to draw insights, right? And these are just, uh, anal at, not machine learning, but these are just advanced analytics, but this is being done on millions, if not billions of rows of data and doing that very, very quickly and drawing insights very, very quickly. Especially in financial services, time is of the essence, right? All of our customers, and the reason why Databricks is going so fast, is they want to use the data that they get to basically be faster, be more real-time, and be more predictive, which is the core of most every use case in financial services. These are what our customers are doing on our platform today. Right? Ha the, the core of machine learning is the data. Having access to quality data is the most important part of any machine learning lifecycle. It starts with the data. Right? With bad data, you make bad decisions with high confidence, right? And the, uh, the whole point of the data exchange is being able to allow people to take new data sets, to draw new, ask new questions, and draw new insights from the data. And I believe that's extremely powerful. And actually, on December 4th today, I don't know if many of you have seen this, but the, the, the federal regulators for financial services issued a note now saying they are encouraging customers or some financial service institutions to use alternative data sets or third-party data sets to make underwriting decisions. Right? Uh, that's, that's actually a pretty big leap because today, when a bank underwrites a loan to you, whether or not you pay rent on time is not factored into your FICO score or your credit score. Right? So taking in new types of data sets allows you to, to do new businesses, take holistic views on, on a consumer, and ultimately drive better customer experiences for your customers. Right? And, but all of that starts with the ability to draw new data and new insights into your environment. So financial services, one of the fastest growing verticals at Databricks, and this is how we look at the segments. So we serve every sub-segment within financial services, banking and payments, uh, insurance, capital markets, and public sector. And in the white, these are some of the use cases that are being done on our platform today. There are almost n number of use cases uh, that can be done on our platform. So you know, if your business uh, relies on big data to transform itself, if you believe that the amount of data is going to grow, if you believe that cloud is a central part of your strategy going forward, and if you believe that AI and data science is going to unlock new business value, Databricks is a platform where that can happen and, and have uh, multiple lines of businesses, uh, multiple personas within your organization come and collaborate and tackle some of the world's most difficult questions uh, with data and make data-driven decisions to drive business value. Um, and with that, uh, thank you so much. Um, really appreciate you spending your afternoon with me. And I'm going to hand it back to Ravi. Thanks, Junta.
that was terrific. Um, I hope this session was informative. Thanks for taking the time, guys, and uh, you know, uh, going through our session today. The punchline, what I want you guys to walk away with is this. If you really want to do data analytics and machine learning at scale, you first need access to high quality, um, high fidelity data sets and machine learning models. And what you've seen with data exchange, the AWS stack of services is we give you the tools wherein you're able to do, perform those actions. And Databricks is a great partner with their sophisticated platform that they have built on AWS for you to be able to do that even faster. Thank you for coming. Have a great day.